if you have flaws, if you have things that you struggle with, things that are hard for you, things where your skill level is not where you want it to be, I would encourage you not to run away from it. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that empowers professional women to rise. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik. And in this show, I take you undercover into the stories and lessons that I learned, sometimes the hard way, throughout my career. I also talk with working women, leaders, and coaches to show you that no matter what your struggle is and no matter what your career goals are, you already have all the talent that you need to succeed. Welcome to the show. It is so good to have you listening. Thank you for tuning in. This week is a solo episode. It is just going to be me chatting about something that is really important and actually doesn't get talked about much, which I think is a is a shame. And that's why I wanted to talk about it today, because it's certainly something that has tripped me up. It might be something that has tripped you up as well. And if I can help you avoid some of the pain that this topic has caused me, then that is a win-win for all of us. Now, I like to focus on positive things when I'm doing this show, because I really believe that as women, I think we deal with a lot of negative stuff. Like We have a lot of challenges that we deal with just being women in this world. And I kind of like to think of this show as like a happy little oasis, like this magical paradise island that you can come to that makes you feel good. And it's kind of an escape from some of those things. But I also think it's really important to talk openly about the places where it's common for professional women to struggle. Because in doing so, if the struggle is something that you are dealing with or something that is a pain point for you in your professional life and therefore in your life, because your professional life is part of your entire life, I want you to know that it's normal and that you're not alone. And this is the piece of women's empowerment that I like to go a bit deeper into, I think, sometimes than the norm is. Because if you are dealing with something difficult or uncomfortable, I don't want you to think that you're the only one dealing with that. And I don't want you to think that there isn't still infinite career potential for you to achieve whatever it is you want professionally. And so today's conversation is all about normalizing flaws and normalizing the fact that we as human beings are not good at everything and we're not meant to be good at everything. And that is totally okay. But if you're anything like me, I can sometimes be a radical black and white thinker perfectionist. And so When my brain detects a flaw in myself, it freaks the F out and it it doesn't know what to do. It like goes nuts on itself and that can be difficult for me to handle. So this episode, if that is something that you relate to, this episode is for you. So I hope that you enjoy the content. I hope it gives you a sense of relief, maybe just makes you feel a little bit more okay if there's something that you're struggling with or if there's something that is difficult for you or if there's something that you feel like you're bad at. And with that, sit back, relax, enjoy, and let's get into the content for today's episode. 
Okay, so I'm going to start this out by saying that no one is good at everything. And in fact, some of the most talented people, at least that I've been around, they're really, really talented in a subset of things. And those are the things that they do really, really well. And no matter how powerful someone is that you meet or how successful they seem to be or how much they seem to just have it all together. It is very, very unlikely that they are good at everything because, in fact, being good at something is sort of equivalent to being at the far end of a spectrum. So the way that I see the world is when you're really, really good at something, you're at the extreme end of that spectrum because you're really, really good at it. So you're at like the 100%. But that means that you're really, really far away from the 0%. And the 0% is the thing that you're not as good at. So the first thing that I just want to seed in your mind, if you do get stuck at things that you're not good at, is it usually means that there is something else that you're good at. And Likewise, it goes in the other direction, too. So when you're really good at something, it might mean and it often means that there's something else that you're not as good at. And in my mind, that is how strengths and weaknesses work. And so if you can accept that as truth or if that feels right to you, then that can already start to help you see that it is totally, totally normal not to be good at everything. And it is totally totally normal to have things that you are not good at. And I would encourage you to really push yourself and ask yourself if there is something that you're not good at. I would encourage you to ask yourself if on the flip side, there is something that you are good at that is the opposite of the thing that you're not good at. And I know many people who listen to this show struggle with a common pain point around having a voice and being bold and being loud and speaking up and being confident. And if that's something that you struggle with, on the other side of that coin, on the other side of that spectrum, many people who struggle with that tend to be very introspective people. Introspective people are really good at thinking things through and reflecting and collecting data and making decisions. So this is an example. And when I say that being bad at something could also mean that there's something else that you're good at, that is what I mean. But I understand. I know that it can still feel really scary and just really like shaky and unnerving to be in a job and feel like, oh, like there's this part of my job that I'm not very good at. Or whenever we have to do this, I really freak out because I feel so uncomfortable at it and I'm not good at it and I don't feel good and I'm afraid people are going to see that I'm not good at this thing and then, oh my gosh, all these bad things are going to happen. I know that those feelings are real and it can feel deeply uncomfortable. And I just want to share something with you that might help shake you out of it if you find yourself getting fixated and maybe even obsessing over certain things that you don't like doing, things that are really, really hard, things that you identify at being bad at. If you find yourself constantly going back to those things, I want to share a couple of things with you that might help move you out of that state of mind. And the first thing that I want to share before I even go into acknowledging that there's something that you're not good at and how to move through it, before I even get into that step, 
I want to share with you the fact that it is very, very, very difficult for us to view ourselves objectively. And it is extremely common for us to be very, very good at finding the things that we're bad at. And we're then blinded and we cannot see the things that we're good at. And I've talked about this in prior interviews before, but it can be so hard for us to see ourselves as we are. And what we tend to do is if there's a 50-50 balance between our strengths and our weaknesses, we will often take that 50% that are our weaknesses and our mind will expand them to like 90% and we'll literally expend 90% of our inner energy and our own thought processes just stewing on the 50% and that puts it at the forefront of our minds and it's kind of a self-fulfilling cycle because in thinking about it, it makes us more stressed about it, it makes us more nervous about it and we tend to linger on it and then even worse that other 50% that we're actually good at has now become relegated to a measly 10% and we're barely noticing it and we're actually not seeing the world objectively as it is. And so the first thing that I would always say before ever getting into a topic like this and, and talking about being bad at something or not good at something is I think that it's really, really important to step back and admit to ourselves and be honest with ourselves that even if it feels like we suck at 90% of work and life, we actually most likely don't. And even if you can't see that, just allowing room for the possibility that that might be true, that your perception might not be 100% spot on is really, really important because we can't always trust what our minds want to lead us to believe. And that kind of goes back to my other point about how there's a strength for every weakness and a weakness for every strength. The way that I think about this is we're kind of just like a scale, you know, those old school scales with the two sides that are kind of like you would weigh, you'd weigh co coins and stones, I guess. I don't know. Coins and stones. Let's just say that those scales are used to weigh coins and stones. I don't know. But I imagine one of those scales and we are the scale and we're kind of just, they're like pretty much in equilibrium. They're like bobbing up and down and one is our strength and one is our weakness. And that's kind of what makes us dynamic and alive as a human, right? We're not this like sterile, superhuman person with no flaws. And likewise, we're not like this horrible, miserly being that is only bad at things and is only ever awful and horrible, right? We're neither of those extremes. We're both of those in harmony and in equilibrium. So that's how I think about it. And the reason why I like that model so much is because I think that sometimes when we're bad at something, the tendency is to push it away and ignore it and hide it and not think about it and kind of make it into this thing, this thing that we need to run away from, which is ironic, right? Because like I said before, we take the 50% and it takes up 90% of our thought space. But then at the same time, we're maybe ashamed of it or worried about it. So we mentally are running away from it, but we're running away from it while magnifying it in our heads. And like, oh, no wonder we're so exhausted, right? No wonder life and work, it's so exhausting because we're doing these very, very strange things in our minds. But anyway, I like the analogy of the scale because I think that it's really important 
for us to accept not only that we have both, but that it's normal to have both and that that's part of being human and that's part of what makes us human is that we're a little bit of everything. And I hope that this comes as a relief to you. And I think it should come as a relief to you because what this means is that when you find something you're not so good at and when you uncover a flaw, it doesn't mean anything about you. It doesn't mean anything about the future of your career. It's not going to put a ceiling on you. It just means you're human and you just learned another fact about what makes you human. But I think... I think what can happen with the things that we're not good at and the places where we're not as strong, which everyone has, which again is part of being human, but I think what can happen with it in the workplace is we feel like it is not okay to not be good at everything. And so to take out the double negatives, we feel in a workplace like we must be good at everything. And this happens because in a professional setting, we kind of create a fictional world that we are all a part of. And in this fictional world, we're sometimes expected to bring a fictional version of ourselves that is not the real us. And the reason this happens is because it's not usually typically in many work environments, and I would guess probably most environments, it's not a norm to talk about where we struggle, and it's not a norm to talk about where we're weaker. In many work environments, and I think in most work environments, the norm is not to talk about those things and to focus on where we're doing really well, to focus on where our strengths are, where our successes are, and what is going in the right direction and where we're really, really good at things. And I think there's merit in that. I think it's important for us to orient ourselves towards the positive. And I did a whole episode on uncovering your strengths. I think that is so, so important. But the flip side is that when there's no honest dialogue about the other half of us, the side of us that makes us human, the side of us that is flawed and makes mistakes and is bad at things and struggles, when there's no open dialogue around that, or when we work in a culture where we're not sure if it's safe to talk about those things and we don't know who we can talk about them with, then we might start to feel like our flaws or our weaknesses are not okay because there is no dialogue around them. There is no home for them. They're kind of just this thing about us that we know to be true, which is that we're flawed, we're imperfect, we make mistakes, that we're bad at things. And it's not being talked about at all. We're only talking about the opposite. So what are we supposed to do with that information? And it sends a message to us that maybe these flaws are not okay. Maybe this isn't a safe space to talk about them. And when I say that work is like this fictional world that only shows the good side of us and emphasizes what we're good at and there isn't really an honest, open dialogue about where we struggle or what might be hard, a really concrete example of that, and I've been thinking about this a lot, is the resume. Our resume is kind of like the imprint of who we are, right? It's like this piece of paper where we're supposed to put every incredible thing that we've ever done in our careers all on this like 
eight by 11, or maybe if it's longer than a page, more than that, but it's like a piece of paper that's supposed to represent us. And we're supposed to list all of the amazing things that we did, which is great. I do amazing things. You do amazing things. We do amazing things. And that is wonderful. And we should be doing that. But the problem is, that's not us. That's not who we are. We're not that piece of paper. Not only have we done so much more than what's actually on that paper, but that paper doesn't tell the full story, right? It doesn't tell the story of the moment we were so terrified to speak up in a meeting, but we did it anyway, and we exercised courage. And through that courage, we were able to get through a project that felt really, really scary to us. And that resume doesn't tell the story of us maybe struggling on a really difficult piece of work and persevering through it, or maybe not persevering through it. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes that is part of who we are that is not always perfect and not always polished and not always like this perfect, shiny thing. But we we operate in this working world where we're supposed to be the shiny thing. We're supposed to be the resume. That is us. We are shiny. It is perfect. We are perfect. And when we go out and we look for jobs and we share the resume, we are projecting this perfect version of ourselves. Even when you get asked in a job interview, what are you bad at? What are your weaknesses? You're supposed to say like fake, fake weaknesses that are strengths. Like you say like, oh, uh, I'm so bad at not being good at everything. Oh, I'm just like so bad at not working so hard all the time. You know, it's like it's like a joke, right? There's there's not really so much openness to really answer the question. That's a risky and scary thing to do. Although I really want to experiment and actually like give a really honest answer and see what happens. But I haven't done that yet. But it would be interesting to try. Anyway, that's besides the point. The point that I'm making is that we have this this side of us, this version of us, this work version of us. It's us on our resume. It's us interviewing for the job. It's us starting the new project. It's us joining the new team. It's us presenting our work. And we're always bringing the best side of ourselves and showing the best side of ourselves. And the problem with that paradigm is that it's fictional. Yes, we do incredible things. Yes, if you're listening to this, you are so talented and you bring so much to the table. But there's so much more than that. There's the human side to us. We're human beings. We're, we're animals. We're animals with very, very smart brains and animals that do strange things that maybe other animals don't do as much. But we're just creatures doing the best that we can. And so much of the professional culture around us doesn't talk about that. There's no dialogue around that or... We haven't really figured out how to work with those things. And one of the reasons that I wanted to start this show is because I was seeing all of this women's empowerment that was talking about like being bold and your elevator pitch and like all this stuff. And I was like, okay, but I'm like effing terrified. Like I can't give you my elevator pitch because I feel like I'm going to like barf all over myself and I'm nervous. And so what about me? What do I do? And I, I just felt like there wasn't enough room for flaws and there wasn't enough room for our humanity. And so if you find yourself getting really, really stuck on the things that are difficult for you, what I would want to say to you is, Remember that the working world, 
the professional world that we are in is not always real. And when I say it's not real, what I mean is we create this alternate universe. It's kind of like a subculture. It's a subculture wherein it's only acceptable to show our good stuff and bring our good stuff. And that puts a lot of pressure on us because we get into these moments and these situations where not all of our stuff is good. There's stuff that is not good. There's stuff that is bad, but we're not exactly sure what to do with it. And again, that was a a huge reason that I started this show because I wanted more people to see that struggle is normal and all of these different things that come up. They're not something that need to be hidden from view. They're not something that makes you unworthy or incapable. They're literally something that makes us human. And I think as women, we feel a lot of pressure to be perfect and to hide these things. And the working environment that many of us are in compounds that pressure because it's a place where we're always expected to do well and perform and where there isn't really an open dialogue on what it means and what it looks like to struggle. So we keep our struggle inside and it doesn't feel very good and it's confusing and it causes a lot of pressure and it causes a lot of stress. So to wrap this up and kind of sum up the main things, just to package it up for you, the first thing is that every strength has a corresponding weakness and every weakness has a corresponding strength. And it might take some thought and some creativity to really see that. But as humans, we have both. So being bad at something doesn't mean anything of significance. It just means you're a person and you found an area where you don't feel as strong. And that's totally okay. The second point is to remember (laughs) that if we're 50-50 strength and weakness, we're going to tend to just focus like crazy on the 50% that is our weakness and we're going to make it 90% in our mind, all while running away from it at the same time because we're afraid of it. So it creates this just horrible, exhausting cycle of hyper-focus on the negative while also kind of trying to avoid it and dissociate from it and not face it head on, which drains our energy so, so much. And the last thing (laughs) is that many, many work environments are not real. They're this place where we all bring our best selves, we do our best self things, and we have our resume and all this stuff. But all of that kind of reminds me of like, kind of like a zombie universe where, (laughs) maybe zombie is not the right word, but a world where We're all just like happy little robots, like, hello, hello, hello. But like none of us are actually real people. And we're so happy and robotic that it's creepy and not real. And as soon as you see it, you're like, what? Like this feels off and strange. And so we've created a creepy robot world where really we're people with depth and flaws. And so if you have flaws, if you have things that you struggle with, things that are hard for you, things where your skill level is not where you want it to be. I would encourage you not to run away from it because in running away from it, you're kind of playing into the fictional setup that has been created, this fictional thing that says we're all good at everything and we're all perfect all the time. When you separate yourself from that, you're kind of buying into that narrative and saying like, oh yeah, we can only always ever be good at everything and be perfect all of the time. And 
that's actually not the truth, right? That's like the artificial construct that we've created that actually isn't true. And I would recommend just fully embracing and owning the places where you struggle. And that doesn't mean that like when you show up at work tomorrow, you kind of are like, hey, everyone, I suck at this thing. And it doesn't mean that like your resume is like a list of all the places where you struggled. But what it means is that inside yourself, within yourself, what you know to be true and what you express towards yourself inwardly is I know that I'm not good at this thing and I still accept myself and I still love myself and I have compassion with myself and I don't need to run away from this reality. I may choose to try to get better at this thing if I want to. I may decide it's never going to be one of my core skills, one of my core competencies, and I may choose not to focus on it. But whatever decision I make is coming from a place of honesty and I'm able to face it because I know it doesn't make me less than. I know that all this is is an area that I struggle in. All this is is one side of a coin and I know that on the other side of that coin is something that I'm good at and something that is a strength and a place where I shine. So there is no reason to run away or feel ashamed or feel bad about it because We're all just a bunch of coins that have good sides and bad sides, and we're lots of those. And again, that's what it means to be human. That's our humanity. So if you are someone who has things that are tough that you don't feel good about, just let this be my invitation to you um, to accept those things and to not feel like you need to hide from them or run away from them or even fix them right away, right? This is not about fixing them, but you can face them and you can bravely say, I know that this is hard for me and I'm okay with that. And I'm going to decide from a place that feels right what I want to do about this hard thing and how I want to move through it. And that's what empowerment is. It's not being good at everything. It's not about being the perfect robot person. Empowerment is being okay with everything about you and being okay with every single facet of who you are, the positive and the negative. And, you know, as much as it's hard to not be good at everything and it's hard to struggle and it's hard to feel like you're hustling, those things are all hard. Those are also what make us who we are and what make us unique. And they're all part of the same big package that adds up to us. And so the best that we can do for ourselves is to accept that full package and accept yourself and love yourself exactly how you are. So when you uncover those flaws and you uncover those cracks and something is hard and you're feeling just not great, it's okay. It doesn't mean much besides the fact that something is hard. So I hope that helped you. I I hope that if you are struggling in any way, you can get some perspective. And with that, it is time for me to move into the closing segments of this solo episode. And so the closing segments are just the closing questions that I asked my guests, but I just do them solo on the solo episodes because that is how I roll. But I will quickly say that I'm trying to think of new ideas for segments that I can mix into the solo episodes. And for some reason, I haven't thought of any. But if you think of a fun idea for a segment, please let me know. DM me on Instagram at The Art of Speaking Up. But today's segments are going to be a tip on speaking up. And I always close the episode with just a message of love and positivity. 
So today's tip on speaking up is one for those of you who find yourself in situations where you're having troubles getting a word in because there are a lot of talkative people around you. And this is really, really common at work. And I think it's just a natural thing that happens. People are excited. We're all working on things. We've got lots of ideas. And I also have a theory that there's kind of like a minimum or no, maximum number of people you can have in a meeting where everyone's talking before there's just like not enough airtime for people to talk. So when there's like more than three or four people, like when you start to get up to like four or five people in a meeting who are all participating, it just like becomes too many people. It's really, really hard. So whether you're in larger meetings or you just have talkative colleagues or maybe you just are having troubles jumping in and it's just hard because everyone's talking, 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 my tip for you is to ask yourself if there's anything that you can do behind the scenes to make it better for the future. Now, this might require some bravery and it might require some courage. But often, if you're in these types of meetings, there might be someone in those meetings who's your manager, or maybe there's someone in those meetings who is a bit ahead of you career-wise. Pick someone in those meetings who's regularly in those meetings, who you trust and who you admire and who you respect. Pick someone, find someone, and have a coffee chat with them or just a chat with them. Schedule something on their calendar. Tell them you would love to just have some time to talk about professional development-related things and career stuff outside of the project. Grab some time with them and tell them that you are working on becoming more outspoken in meetings and that you enjoy these meetings and you love working on these things together, but sometimes you find it hard to be a part of the conversation. Don't be afraid to share this, right? This is why it's important to find someone you trust. But once you do trust someone, trust means opening up. So share this with them and see if they can help you. One of the best ways to move through some of these challenges is to have someone cheering for you on your side. And once you find the right person to support you through it, they can begin to open up space for you in those meetings. And I know it feels scary. And I know a lot of times when we're struggling with something, we don't want to share it and we don't want to tell people about it. And it can feel really scary and vulnerable to put that out there. But when you sincerely tell someone what it is you're working on and you don't have to frame it in a negative way and say, I can't get a word in, you can frame it as what you're working on. What is the next big thing for you? What is your next step professionally? Well, maybe your next step professionally is to have a greater voice in some of these situations. And that's a wonderful thing. And anyone who is a decent person and a compassionate person should want to support you in that. And so this is a way to do some work behind the scenes so that when you're in some of those situations, you have someone there who's aware of what's happening for you. And maybe if they're more senior than you in the organization, or maybe they have more influence, or maybe they're one of the more talkative people, they can use that to help you. And this is coming back to a point that I'll probably do a solo episode on at some point because it's really important, but it's going to be your relationships that you're going to lean on for a lot of things that unfold in a very positive way in your career. And this is just one tiny example of the power of going outside yourself for that. And I know that it can be scary. I definitely was not the type of person that liked to open up to people 
And I, I really understand what it's like to be like, hell no, I'm terrified. I'm not talking to this person. What the heck are you saying, Jessica? I'm not going to do that. I'm not doing that. Sorry, not doing that. I was that person. And I just wish that I had gotten out of that sooner. Because if you if you want to think about something getting like 10x easier, <laughs> things get 10x easier when you find people that want to help you. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty well-kept secret, but I'm sharing it with you. And with that, I'm going to close out the episode with some positivity and inspiration. And today's message to you is to celebrate right now, not in general. <laughs> today's message is to celebrate right now things that are going really well and tides that are turning in a positive direction kind of goes back to what I said before about how our brain just focuses on the 90% where things are hard. But I think we have a way of really forgetting things that we have done well and forgetting that things are moving in a good direction and that there are some positive developments happening for us career-wise. So my reminder to you or my inspiration to you is to just pick one or two things that you're particularly proud of having done in your career. It can be something that's happened very recently. Maybe it's something that's happened in the past month or two. But I want you to force yourself to think of something, one thing or more, but at least one thing that you hadn't thought of before. And I just want you to take a minute and soak it in and just feel the joy and the celebration around the fact that you accomplished something great. It doesn't have to be huge. It could be greeting someone in the hallway. I don't care what it is. I don't care what scale it's on. All I care is that when you think about it, it makes you feel good inside. You have a feeling of inner warmth and hope and positivity. And I just want you to take a minute after this episode is done, close your eyes and just feel that feeling because it's something that we really don't do enough. And I think the more that we do that, the more confident and empowered we will feel. And with that, I'm going to close this solo episode. I had a lot of fun recording it and just chatting with you. And I hope that you enjoyed listening to it. We are getting towards the end of season two, which is crazy. That is so crazy because it literally feels like yesterday when I decided I was going to start the podcast and I was like, where do I get a microphone? And I was all confused and now the second season is almost done. It's bananas. I can't even like internalize it. But there are a few more episodes left. But I just wanted to thank you so, so much for listening. And I wanted to ask you to share any ideas that you have when it comes to season three or just the future content of the show. I love hearing what you think and I'm going to start working on season three and doing interviews and recording content. And I don't exactly like have a plan. Like, I guess the show will just continue as it has. But I also want to evolve and grow and change. And so if you have thoughts, please let me know. I would love to know if there's something different that you'd like to see happen on the show. I would love to know if there was there a particular episode of either season one or two that you really liked and why did you really like it? Are there particular kinds of questions or topics that you're really enjoying 
more than others. The more that you can share with me, to be honest, the more fun we all can have. I mean, I guess a little bit selfishly, the more fun I have because the creative process is so much more fun with outside input. It's so much fun for me to hear from you what you would want more of or what you liked or what you would want to change because it then stimulates me to think of new ideas. And that's just a really fun process. So I would absolutely love to hear from you. Don't be shy. For those of you who have reached out, I just love it. And so if you haven't reached out, please do. You can find me on Instagram. My handle is at the art of speaking up. And I can't wait to hear from you. If you love the show, share it with a friend. And I think that's it. I think we're done. I think we're coming to a close over here. You are amazing. Soak in your accomplishments. Soak in your good stuff. I can't wait to catch you next week. And in the meantime, have an amazing day. Bye.